okay, just for that, we're getting Michael Clark Duncan. We can CGI his ass back Which one's in. Michael Clark uh, Duncan? I can't say too soon. He's been dead a while. Is, is he the guy from The Green Mile or something? Yeah, he yeah. was in The Green Mile, correct. Yeah. He's also Kingpin in the Daredevil oh. movie with Ben Affleck. Fuck yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> You're also, he's dead. He, he's also in a couple episodes of Two and a Half Men. You uh, lost me. Finder. Speaking of old movies, now, Fletcher, have you ever seen the movie Johnny Mnemonic? I've heard of it. I haven't read it. Do you know what it's about? It. Give me a summary of what you know about Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, there's a guy whose name is Gilbert Grape, and he gets in a giant peach, and he sails across the Pacific Ocean to Hawaii and kills King Kamehameha. That's a lot of things. That's like five movies I could think of. So Johnny Mnemonic Fletcher, since you apparently have never seen it, is about a guy who smuggles information in the future, and he does this by putting the information directly into his brain—a whole three gigabytes. Oh, like Looper? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's go with that. Yeah, I was That's thinking Neuromancer. Yeah, sure, sure. Whatever you're saying is also correct. Now the problem is, the more information he smuggles, he runs the risk of dying. And I only bring this up, Fletcher, because it, that felt like what was happening to me these last couple of weeks as I tried desperately to keep the seventy plus chapters of eldest straight in my head now i know you got most of the story of aragon from the movie so moving forward here there's going to be a few things you might not understand which is going to be a first for you so we're just going to try it best to make it work okay question about johnny mnemonic really quickly okay does that mean he could bring like people to the past knowledge about like apple are we more well, than our it, well he's not time traveling for one so that's the first little issue with your <laughs> theoretical question wait he's not going to the future no no it's not it you you said like looper not me uh so actually moving forward okay the best we can we have eldest the sequel to aragon Spencer, we haven't done and, our introduction yet ah yes well thank you connor welcome to remedial lit i jettisoned that portion of information to make room for chapter 74 it was vitally important that i keep all of this straight with me we have fletcher hey madre yes and connor and if you say a one word sign on i'm gonna punch you in the throat i will be getting my introductory credit this episode spencer okay you're safe for now so we have the second book in our inheritance cycle series which again does not feature the main bad guy he's coming this is the red book this is the red book yes everyone knows it is the red book and weirdly enough even people that haven't read it say oh that's the good one of the series right yes the training arc everyone loves this one for some reason we're gonna see if fletcher can absorb john malkovich doesn't appear in this one either yeah he's a little busy being evil so his name is galbatorix john malkatorix <laughs> and they haven't made a movie after Aragon um, didn't do so hot at the box office. I'm making a um, fan movie, uh, a fan miniseries. Well, yeah. he has he, John Malkovich actually has many regrets about Aragon because he <laughs> refused to take Goodfellas up in favor of Aragon. So you might have a little bit of a hill to climb on that one. We have to start though at the end of the last book where there was the massive battle, and it kind of carries over into this one where they're walking around the battlefield making sure to execute any survivors that they find sure. and everyone is celebrating Aragon Shade Slayer the hero the issue is that apparently as Durza was getting killed he slashed Aragon's back and put a curse on him where he is now half crippled from time to time and just spasms on the ground like a floundering fish like yeah Frodo? yeah yeah Morgul wound and he is horribly injured but he can't let anyone know because he's the 
symbol of the resistance now. And so nobody saw him get slashed? Uh, no. He's managed to hide it this whole time. It was like, but it was you just said like he rides on the ground spasming. How does uh, he play that off? Uh, he, I, he says he's taken up breakdancing. Wouldn't that so leave like a magic mark that the elves and anyone using magic can see? Yeah, you'd probably think so, huh? Unfortunately, all the elves in this book are too busy being giant pompous assholes to make any kind of concession that would help anyone. That tracks. Now, Fletcher, you, uh, you remember who Murtog is, right? Is he one of the snake dudes? He's the guy who helped Aragon the last half of the last book. The what? Guy, he carries that who... weapon oh, you like? he's the guy who came with Aragon when they went through the waterfall. The guy yes. who likes killing. Yeah, that's right. He likes to kill. Yeah, sure. With okay. a bow. Great. Well, he I gets, like bows. He also gets killed off screen along with the magical twins. Wait, oh, what? what? Yeah, so them and Ajahad. Did, did they mention that in the last book? Uh, This actually happens in the first couple pages. So oh. Ajahad, the leader of the resistance, Murtog, Aragon's best friend, and the twins, the magical leaders of the resistance, are all walking along the battlefield when a bunch of Urgles spring up out of the ground, say, boo, kill Ajahad and the twins and Murtog, and pull their bodies back into the darkness to allegedly consume. Is Murtog coming back? Yeah, he's fine. Also, wait, wasn't there a whole point that like about him being re- related to somebody? Yeah, Murtog's related to the number two guy of Galbatorix, who's and dead it, now. His and name they was just, Morzan. You can't disrespect and Morzan And they just like wasted that. that. Well, he was busy, okay? <laughs> yeah, he's gone, Madre. Oh. You know, when you say it like that, Connor, there, okay, also, I want to point out that there are no bodies because uh, the Urgles pulled them all away. Um, except for Ajahat, who did get stabbed and is laying, dying on the ground. And as Aragon runs up to him, he says, Aragon, please, I, I, I'm dying here. It's my last wish. Keep the Varden together. It's the only way we'll defeat Galbatorix. And Aragon says, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah, you remember that part in the where the Empire Strikes Back where they just ghost Mon Mothma in the first 10 seconds? Yeah, I remember that. Totally. So the this is followed up with a 80-page political arc where Aragon now has to navigate the dangerous world of the resistance politics. Why doesn't he just kill everybody? Oh, well, well you know, Fletcher, that's actually his solution, so I'm glad really? you're thinking the same Wait, as Wait, I thought last book he was like, don't kill people. Yeah, he made some few changes after he slaughtered hundreds of individuals in the battle. They weren't now, people. Now he thinks that now they he's, were Urgles. He's getting yeah, respect for it, so killing's actually pretty nifty. Uh. And, yeah, technically, they were called not just Urgles, the warrior cast. Oh, okay. If I had to learn it, so do you. So, the whole thing is going on, and the council meets with Aragon, and they say, Aragon, hello. We're so glad you would throw your support to the council to keep the Varden together. Brissinger. Not quite. <laughs> and then he also meets a weird, like, slutty magician chick who's like, ooh, I'm the new leader of the magicians. Is this different than the other old woman from the first book? Yes, I'm a hot young chick named Celine, or I don't know, whatever the fuck her name is. Dude, that is. has to be a spell to make herself look younger or something. I totally forgot her name because that's how little of an impact she has. So are you looking at a spark notes right now? Uh, Yeah, I am actually. <laughs> yeah, you learned the material. Huh? <laughs> hey, I did read it, Connor. The issue is I wasn't about to type notes for 75 goddamn chapters. I found a convenience site that had them all for me. <laughs> and so you know what? I can add my own little flair because they forgot a lot of important stuff in here. Aragon being tricked by a literal literal bird. Uh, Basically all of Roran's story. So the cool part they actually cut out so they could put in a whole bunch of chapters just about Aragon doing push-ups and thinking real hard. That's some erasure. The uh, whole thing goes on and then he's talking to some uh, hot magician chick and she's like, yes, I'm a sorceress and if you tell me all the magic words 
you know, like how to kill people. I can help you. I feel like Brissinger's okay. good. Like that's that's enough. I want more words to kill people. I need a whole fucking thesaurus apparently, or I won't be satisfied. Oh, the, the, the guy looking for power word kill over here. And then Saphira the dragon speaks to Aragon and says, "She's kind of a slut. You should not talk to her." Does she still have the same butch voice from the first? Yeah, she still has a very annoying, <laughs> grating voice. Her sounds kind of like this. Isn't this great? Now you get to listen to this for 28 goddamn hours. <laughs> So that happens, and then also the, the dwarves are like, Aragon, we wish to adopt you into the household of the king. Nah. It would be... No, he <laughs> says yes. He says yes, because he's like, you must embroil yourself in as much political intrigue as possible. That way you'll be safe from politics. Really, the dumbest, uh, most trusting person needs to embroil themselves in politics? And he, You mean dwarven politics? Yeah, the, uh, so the whole dwarven clan thing comes up, and they're like, Aragon, you're now a member of our clan. Let my nephew you shadow you from now on to make sure you don't make any giant mistakes and Aragon's thinking to himself who should I throw my support to and I didn't realize at the time but if this book came out today it would immediately get blasted as being the most woke thing ever <laughs> because the new leader of the Varden turns out to be Ajahad's daughter as she takes over and politically outmaneuvers every other faction and then also she's like 19 or something and she just walks circles around these people with the most basic political maneuvering imaginable where she just says actually uh I'll just make sure the Varden collapses if you don't let me run it. Oh. That works. And yeah, it does actually. Also, Aragon supports me. She's 19. How old is Aragon again? He's like 16 or something. And I think the idea was to have her as like the alternate love interest or something. Mm. But her story also is very boring. Yes, before you ask, we have Romeo and Juliet laws down here. Who's the first love interest? Sephira? What? The dragon? <laughs> no. Think back, Fletcher. There are like five characters. See, that's how you know Zoomers are fucking degenerates. <laughs> okay. Um, what, Fletcher, I want you to do to name the, all the characters you remember from the first book. So it was like Brom or something. Who he's was, dead. Uh, yeah, he's dead. Okay, so one's dead. <laughs> Galvatorix. He's the antagonist. And I already said he's not in this. Not he in doesn't this, even uh, show up. The shade guy. Durza, he's also dead. A, were there named snake how monster about, things? How about Murtaugh? Yeah, Murtaugh. Who were they going to rescue in the last book from the prison with the gang raid? The hot chick. Oh, the, the elf chick. That's What's a, her name? Oh, I don't remember. Arya. Arya what? <laughs> <laughs> How are you now? <laughs> There's so many ways I could go with this. I, I'm going to walk past that one, buddy, because I don't think that was intentional. Is that getting cut? No, it's fucking staying in. <laughs> <sighs> So Arya comes walking out of the tunnel and says, yep, I can't scry them. They're definitely dead. No reason to go looking any further. And then Aragon says, well, I guess I need to go meet with the magic cripple in Elfland, Arya. So how about me, my new brother, Oric, my dwarf brother in adoption, and uh, a bunch of other random unnamed dwarves walk through the entire mountains to go and hang out in your Elfland. Oh, cool, oh. a fellowship. First, they have to go through the mountains. And then they have to, like, what, cross some rivers no, and a plain? No, you're skipping over a pretty significant part in the mountains, Connor. There's a whole chapter. <laughs> of Aragon fighting the dwarven cities and mm. accidentally entering into a dwarven blood feud with a uh. whole clan of individuals and then they go to a big party and have a feast it's wonderful and uh, they have uh, they're introducing us to all the wonderful creatures of the mountain the Feldknot which is like a giant mountain goat oh and the uh, giant flying snakes that psychically paralyze you before killing you with venom how does anybody live up there they're dwarves yeah they live under there we're a sturdy lot so we don't have to worry about things like giant flying snake monsters <laughs> that can attack us mentally. That's not a worry for us. 
They just live off mushrooms and beer. Why doesn't Galbatorix just come over there and kill them all? They explain that and that Galbat- the mountains are so vast that Galbatorix can't find them. What, have, do you remember Afghanistan? Yeah. Do you remember how hard it is to fight in mountains? No. Well, yeah, but the U.S. military didn't have dragons, Connor. You forgot about that little fact. Oh. So that is going on, and then finally we get the Roran chapter. And as Aragon is- Yeah, best part of the book. Oh, as, he's the brother. As Aragon is feasting Cousin. on delicious giant goats and the most succulent dwarven wine it cuts back to Roran who is picking through the ashes of the farmhouse in the rain and looking back and saying there's nothing salvageable here and then walking five miles back to town (laughs) (laughs) oh my god as he gets back to town he's reflecting on how he found his father's tortured burned corpse in the ruins of the household home and how Aragon is missing and how basically his entire life is in shambles he's moping around for a little bit being a real downer (laughs) but you know what Things take a turn for the better when a trapper comes to town and says, Did you know there's a new dragon rider at Kilda Shade? Also, the Empire is sending agents this way. And they're like, Oh, that's weird. Um, who? Enter the Razak. Who? Yay. Who? Oh, wait, these are the snake things, right? They're not <laughs> snake people. <laughs> isn't, isn't this what they're like, bird people? Is, Remember, is, did you okay, wait, seriously wait, wait, just wait. Ask. They were assassins. <laughs> who the magical bird assassins but, were. But these are the people who who uh, who Aragon killed at the beginning, right? With like uh, Brissinger or something in the first book. No, he what didn't the kill fuck them. Are you talking about? <laughs> it was like when when the the like Nazgul people showed up, right? Those were Urgles. <laughs> oh, whoops. Those were not the Raza. The whole point of the book was Aragon finding these things and killing them. They, did you did you miss all of that? They escaped from them in the last book. They when? certainly did. And as Roran is saying, Katrina, the love of my life, I just want to marry you and be with you forever. Our lives could end any moment. The Razak come to town and with a horde of soldiers, by the way. And uh, Roran the goes Razak out. The Razak are back in town. <laughs> Cue the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so the Razak are storming through the brush on their weird looking mounts. And uh, the king's guards are with them. And they're like, yes. We love torturing villagers. That's our greatest pleasure in life, because we are the army. Ooga booga booga. And people still see this emperor guy pretty well. It sounds like something the army would do. (laughs) So the army comes to town, and then they get into a little tussle with the townsfolk. And a bunch of people are stabbed. Uh, Like 11 townspeople die, but they kill a couple of soldiers. And the wheel starts to turn on our old Roran story. Oh, sorry, Spencer. That's a different series. No, it it's this one, um, because Roran is about to discover why it's not good to be a protagonist of a fantasy novel. Aragon is discovering why it is fun to be the protagonist of a fantasy novel. So he finishes his massive feast, is celebrated by the town, and then waved off, and he's marching along on his horse with his whole new band of dwarves, and they all say, You're so cool, Aragon. I can't believe you killed a shade. You certainly are magically powerful. Are you excited to go meet the elves? And he says, I guess. It's okay. <laughs> Does he start spasming out now uh not yet it only happens when he does anything physically exerting so he's cool to sit and eat and drink wine fletcher that part's totally cool did i forget something nah so as long as we're fine about that anyway they're burying ajahad and they give him a big funeral with like the dwarven ceremony rites which is supposed to be like oh yes all the races are coming together to fight galbatorix and then immediately after he's in the ground they start squabbling over who's going to take power and her name was triana there we go triana the sorceress is the chick that 
materialize ah. in front of Aragon, which is important because she later will be running the magical side of the Varden. Do you know who the Varden is, Fletcher? Yeah, they're the. Do you know what magic is? They're the fire, the firefighters or something. The yeah, the magical firefighters. <laughs> sure, why not? They got their trucks and their hoses, and they're trying. When- well, the natural uh, enemy of the dragon. <laughs> well, I mean, how are you going to breathe fire if you're all wet? <laughs> okay, there's like again a huge portion of the book where they're just walking and talking while they go to Ellis Mirror, which is the isn't ho- there one part like they reveal that the Aragon's dwarven brother has like spiked knuckles implanted into his hand. Huh? It's not his. It's not his like adopted brother. It's another member of the clan. But yes, they find out that the dwarves will drill sockets into their own knuckles that they can then screw spikes into to slap stone and crush it with their bare hands like wolverine yeah they're will they're all hugh jackman and then they make a point of saying that human bones are too weak to do it yeah you, uh-huh. i don't know i think hey fletcher how confident do you feel depends on uh well i'm really good at lore but like physical yeah, i'm activity. really good at lore oh <laughs> uh, sure i've <laughs> you good lore you'd be surprised so aragon's on his fucking camping trip meanwhile back in the rainy muddy village of carvahal roran has grabbed a hammer from the smith's forge and is beating soldiers to death with it as the razak are like give us roran or we'll be back and then they grab a corpse and run away with it why do they want <laughs> roran because, because he's aragon's brother yeah but he's not aragon they, yeah, but they want him to as bait to get Aragon. It's called leverage. Yeah, but Aragon's not going to care about Roran. Yes, he will. Uh, actually, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just look at how he's acting. Well, the it's a little problem time. of object permanence. We got to remind him he has. So it's actually really funny when the soldiers do attack because Roran like crushes one skull with a hammer swing, and it, the book just suddenly becomes incredibly violent as it talks about <laughs> close in melee combat with blood pouring down his hands, and then afterwards he's like washing the blood. And crying into the stream as he's killed his first man. Like, Roran is actually the only one that experiences PTSD. And he says to himself, actually, killing people is pretty swell. I actually kind of like it now. And then he adopts the name Roran Stronghammer, and the whole village loves him because he's killed a couple of Galbatorix's soldiers at this point. You know who Galbatorix is, Fletcher? Yeah, he's the evil guy, right, who has the other dragon. It's like Shuriken or something. I think he just got a name right. That's That's got to be a first, actually. Does he have the dragon vision, though? <laughs> he's back on this dragon vision. <laughs> I just need to... Okay, so the dragon vision was a visual representation of the rider bond that Aragon shares with Safira. It, it wasn't d- physical? What? <laughs> <sighs> then how come he could see through her eyes or something? So they're going ahead and the Razak run away and they're eating corpses, by the way. That's the whole reveal. And Aragon and his crew, they are walking along. And they finally get to the fucking elf land. And along the way, uh, they're learning all sorts of information. Like, you can't eat meat when you go to elf world. They only eat vegetables and fruits. And they have enough of that because they sing to the trees and grow whatever they want. They also live inside trees, which they can shape by singing, which is a power that elves just kind of have. All of them, in fact. They're all incredibly beautiful and ageless. Can they grow the tree like more or can they only use as much tree as they have? Yeah, I assume that they can (laughs) fucking make it grow too. They can't just bend it into shapes and that's it. So do they worship the tree, Spencer? Uh, one important tree, the Manoa tree. They kind of worship all nature. Do they have tree spirits? (sighs) Wow. Okay, so in this world, spirits are a real actual thing, Fletcher. Yeah, so so do trees have spirits? 
you know what? Sure, let's say, yeah, why not? Certainly. They can draw power from the trees. <laughs> they can kind of feel the tree's life force. So, they, yeah, they have to have life force, right? So, the elves are singing. Come on, it's just a song. Name one song. <laughs> Dynamite by SZA, but I like the remix where Post Malone's in it. He's like, light it up like homemade. Dynamite. <laughs> and then it goes into Post Malone, man. It's awesome. Yeah, so Post Malone is singing to the trees in Elf like, And then the tree goes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, him and Machine Gun Kelly, <laughs> they're hard at work making sure the forest stays filled. They get there, and then Aragon says, I don't get it. Everyone's talking to you, Safira, but no one's talking to me. I'm the rider. And she says, Well, we just like dragons more, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then Aragon starts spasming on the ground again. He's like, I Ah, my oh, back. But that was exertive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. The attention is off of me. Quick. I, I, I need something to get them back looking at me. And so, so Aragon, he meets up and trains with a fucking crippled dragon rider and his crippled dragons. The dragon, it's got one fucking arm and the elf rider or whatever apparently has some crippling deficiency. He was like, I can't use magic as well anymore, Wait, Aragon. But I'm still like a million times better than a normal human. Just so you're aware. I thought the point was there were no riders. It's like Yoda. Um. Yes, they hit him. That's the secret, Fletcher. And before they go in, the elf queen's actually saying, you have to promise me in the ancient language. You won't reveal what you see here. And the dwarf, for no reason, is just like, well, I can't promise that. What if I want to talk about what I see in your ancient secret grove, huh? Then we'll kick you out? No, you can't. I'm with Aragon. At least he's up front about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. At least he's up front about it. Madre, you got to center into your gun before you enter the courthouse. No, I don't. Or... Or oh, no, there's there's no or about this one. You actually just have to do it. Actually, I'm just here for fun, so I'll leave. You're just here for fun. I'm here with the judge, so I can bring my gun. I'm the bailiff now. Oh yeah. Also, a big thing is Aragon. He finds out that his sword Zarok is big magical blade. Well, the name means misery. Hello. Oh, uh, sounds like a swell song. Is there the history behind that? Ooh, is it misery? because it, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. So we got a couple of singers making sure that there's plenty of fucking homes for everyone. And Aragon actually gets the old house of the former leader of the riders, which has all sorts of crazy magical amenities, like a working bath and a big hole in the ground where Safira can sleep in. The elves really are the most advanced of all societies. Truly the peak of perfection. Do they have a porta potty? Even better. You know what? That, that actually doesn't get into that, but it has running water for the baths. So I <laughs> no, assume. I refuse yeah, to believe we have a book without a shitting scene. <laughs> Yeah, what's the plumbing? What's the plumbing sequence to this novel? George R. R. Martin would be displeased. That's what he would be displeased about. Nothing else about this. They've covered pretty much everything. Elven taxes. So Aragon, he discovers here along the way in that there's like an injured bird or something, and Connor remembers this very vividly for some fucking reason. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember this. You you never read the book. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I remember up. seeing it in the text. Oh the my text. God. Oh, yeah, our, our group chat. So uh, he, he Sacred text. <laughs> the, the closest he's ever gotten to reading a book. Watching me group text you guys. So, Connor, go ahead. Remind us what happens with the bird. They're on a boat, and they find a bird, and it's injured. And Aragon's like, should we help them? And Arya's like, sure. Then she pulls out her bow, and she just kills it. No, we helped it. It's, it's better now. Yeah. Uh, the woman that can magically heal things says it's just too much effort. We can't possibly. Perfectly in communion with nature. And then to close out the, the scene, the dwarf goes up to Aragon. And he's like, I wonder what she would do to us if we were injured. 
Aragon. Aragon suddenly springing up from the ground. Actually, my back's never felt better. It you know, must have been something I pulled. I think I'm doing really well now. Uh, so he like gets in there, and then like, there's a whole training sequence where Aragon is training with the old man riders. Like Aragon, there are many secrets you must learn to be a rider, but first you must open your mind. So go and sit and meditate in the forest. And Aragon's like, okay, I have nothing in my thoughts. I'm completely ooh a tree, ooh an ant, ooh a butterfly. So the goal is to become one with nature. But Aragon keeps hyper fixating on different things. Sound familiar to anyone? Fletcher. Isn't that what Murtog did? That I don't even know where you got that. Well, he's like Aragon, right? Except he kills people. Yeah, and he's dead. There's that little addendum. We well, maybe he did in. it in the first book, off screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Murtaugh fixated for parts of the book that the author wasn't around to write for. Yeah, I think they were meant to put a part in where Murtaugh invents rocket ships and has a moon adventure. But unfortunately, only Fletcher got to read that cut chapter. It was a pretty good director's cut. <laughs> And he gets back, and the elf's like, so, what did Saphira learn today? And he's like, I don't fucking know. I'm not the dragon. And he's like, the the dragon you're telepathically connected to? You're supposed to know. And Aragon yes. says, oh, yeah, well, we don't talk to each other. You know, <laughs> not unless it's important. <laughs> okay. I think they're just being respectful. This is a dragon your soul is bound to, and you treat it like your roommate. <laughs> Hey, man, what you doing later? I don't know, man. Probably getting some pizza or something. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll shoot you a text if anything happens, dude. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, rent's due in two weeks, just about, so you know. If you can give that to me. I so got, we can... I, I got you. I got you. And so Aragon, he's eating the finest elven fruit and vegetables. And it's like a whole smorgasbord of the fanciest things they can grow. And as he's eating, he's like, I want meat. I want steak. This sucks. I hate elves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hate elves. <laughs> Fletcher's. Getting in tune with his dwarven self. And back in the village, the attack with the guards has developed into like a full blown battle. Roran has like dug fighting pits around the village and organized everyone to fight the soldiers. How did he get and so a, good? A, he's just really good at he kills like six or seven people in the span of a week. He gets really good, really good. It's like fast. a person a day. Great math, Fletcher. <laughs> How do you know that there are seven days in a week in this world, Fletcher? That is true. I hadn't given that any thought. Like, are we, we going to get a solar on the calendar system? Or... Well, that chapter probably gets glossed over in favor of the chapter where we see Galvatorx's soldiers rioting against the Razak, who have grabbed a number of bodies and, quote-unquote, returned the remains, which are just stripped bones with tooth marks in them, back to the yeah, families. We, we don't know how they got there. Wolves or something. <laughs> Would you believe it came to us like that? <laughs> and so the soldiers are like, you're not natural beings then, and we ain't oh, fighting for you. You don't fucking say. <laughs> Why did the Razak have horses if they can fly? The Razak themselves can't fly. But after that guard says that, the Razak jump on him, peck him to death, and then, <laughs> and then say, well, we don't give a fuck, actually, because we kidnapped Roran's girlfriend. And they did this in the middle of the night when Roran actually has actual sex with Katrina off screen. So he gets laid before Aragon, by the way. And the Razak <laughs> kick in the door in the middle of the night, grab her, and then run away while Roran is grabbing his hammer. So they call in their flying mounts, which are horrendous insect-like horses that descend from the sky they climb aboard and they say yeah Roran will probably chase his girlfriend and then we can capture him and then we get Aragon right we need the leverage for our leverage so we can man this plan sucks you know ever since you tagged along with me Razak number two Look, you've been a fucking downer this whole time all we've been doing is eating yeah it's a great fucking existence <laughs> we're monsters what else do you want 
And Aragon, while stewing over the fact that he can't eat meat in Elismir, is also thinking... <laughs> a, ni- a nice foil to our <laughs> Razak eating people. <laughs> I'm having the time of my life. Meat is murder. <laughs> and murder is good. Yeah, Aragon gets a whole fucking history about how all the dragon riders were basically elves until the humans ruined everything. <laughs> and that humans... Yeah, like, who wrote this history? <laughs> The finest elven bards in the land. Well, actually, history is written by the victor, which means it's Galbatorix. Aragon also got an important gift during his time with the dwarves partying, which was a magical amulet that protects him from scrying. And it keeps going off because someone's trying to scry him. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, that's very spooky. Oh, well. And then does nothing about it. (laughs) Basically, for a lot of problems, it's sit back and wait for someone else to solve it. Is it the magic chick? The elf that he's with? Like, no, 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 the other one that said, oh, hey, I'm going to be in charge of the magic. Yeah, Triana. Is it Triana? Who knows, Fletcher? That's your guess? Uh, you do. You know. Yeah, I... I <laughs> okay, again, not a rhetorical question, but thank you for participation. The party, the elves and the dwarves and Aragon, they are hanging around. Aragon's doing his training, and he's actually getting schooled quite a bit because the elf guy's like, hey, why don't you go ahead and keep training with all the elves in the art of sword play? And Aragon says, yeah, I can do that. And every day he goes and for an hour gets beat the fuck up by this elf Chad who is doing like backflips and just saying, you're dead again, Aragon, weakling. I don't call you Ryder because you're so pathetic compared to me. Why doesn't Aragon just use magic and beat him? He does, actually. So... (laughs) So after and Fletcher is Ar- <laughs> Fletcher is Aragon. So he gets beat up a whole bunch. Aragon tries to use magic, and it turns out the elf is actually better at magic than Aragon. Well, too. Aragon's kind of not cool. Well, imagine that a being of unspecified age and power can overpower you. Yeah. Eh? Eh? Maybe Aragon will beat him eventually. And then I'm not even going to talk about it too much, but there's a whole side plot where the queen elf is like, Arya, my daughter, I'm sorry I banished you for 70 years. Can we be friends again? I mean, this is elf years, so what, like a week? Seven years, give or take. Oh, okay, just just seven years then, you know, times 10. So 70 years, which is what I said. (laughs) Well, I mean, it depends. Are we translating elf (laughs) years into like human years? Fletcher thinks 10 years for an elf is one year for a human. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Fletcher, you get crunch on the elven abacus and get back to us when you figure out exactly how long proportionally she's spent in exile from her own mother okay and then we'll tell you how appropriately upset she should be about the whole ordeal (laughs) now while this is happening roran's like i'm getting me girlfriend and i'm taking me hammer (laughs) <laughs> so he grabs his hammer and he leads the entirety of Carvajal except for like five families who are like, oh, I don't like you, Roran. There weren't no trouble in this village till Aragon brought back a magical <laughs> stone from the cursed mountains. What are you going to do now? And Roran says, I'm going to lead us all to safety through the cursed mountains. <laughs> Follow me. And they Born out and die. Uh, the ones that follow him also kind of die. Some get picked off by wolves, some by cold, some just starve to death. Man, imagine getting picked off by a wolf. Dude, what? That was, that was, <laughs> whoa. They're not even dire wolves. No, it's just a <laughs> pack of regular wolves that can still kill people. Yeah, but Roran's around, so he must well, be slacking. That seems like a skill issue. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want any weaklings by the time we get to where we're going. Listen, struggle and adversity will harden you and build character. Well, Roran just says, we're going to join the Varden. That's my fucking game plan. I'm going to 
find Aragon, get some fucking answers out of him, kill Razak, get my bitch, and fucking set up shop. He's just one book behind Aragon. Is like, yeah, killing the Pretty Razak. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but he does so more stylistically, Madre. Also, he doesn't get magic. Or and, a dragon. And, no, what he gets is a, an entire town that for some reason bring all of their problems directly to him, and his 18-year-old ass has to figure it all out. They go ahead, they leave, they get to another village, and the people at the new village are like, hey, what are you running from? Why are there so many of you merchants without any goods? And Roran just says, Razak. No. <laughs> no. No, he doesn't say that. Bad weather. Also not a guess. No, what he says is, we're simple traders. And then when someone's like, hey, you look awfully familiar to this wanted poster, he pulls out his hammer, brains the guard to death, and then they steal a boat. Never mind. There's a passing okay, resemblance. Sure. I, I don't see it, no. <laughs> the guy next to him. And on second thought, I think you're good. Uh, did I mention that like the elf's name was Oramus, by the way? In case Which one? That's why. Okay. Elf mentor. Elf oh, mentor. The, the one the who's teaching. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he teaches Aragon a bunch of deadly, super dangerous magical words that can kill in an instant and says, you know, you've been using magic all wrong to shoot rocks like pebbles or summon fire. You could just close arteries in the brain or withhold air in someone's lungs and refuse to allow them to breathe. It takes a minor effort of will and you can kill entire armies this way. Yeah, sure. It's not stylish. Oh, yeah. You had the backflip while swinging your flaming sword. <laughs> isn't that how you got your fucked up back in the first place <laughs> why doesn't he just get magic to heal himself also old underhanded Aragon has to train fighting Oramis and the only time he beats him is when Oramis has like a fucking mental breakdown in the middle of it and Aragon's like this is my chance and attacks him anyway <laughs> psychologically that's how he got his first fight listen some people make their opportunities other people just take advantage oh yeah and there's a whole uh, plot too of Saphira getting friend zoned by the golden dragon who's like I would rather my race die than spend a single second with you that's not training okay sure i can relate to her in that regard and she's the popular one in this town (laughs) so to to translate that to zoomer speak you could say that uh, this dragon has been black pilled she's not bussin bussin she's not bussin she's down bad but he ain't feeling it Uh, she's mid for real for real she kind of not not a baddie though so do you know when i mentioned the manoa tree fletcher that's the that's the, the holy, big yeah, good tree. The, the yeah, yeah, holy yeah. tree the elves have. It's a whole giant tree, Fletcher, just like Avatar, that has a elven life force into it because an elf way back when committed the grave sin of murder and then sung herself, fusing herself into the tree. Actually, that's more like World of Warcraft because they have a tree that's exactly like that that a demon kills. Really? Yes. Archimonde. So you're okay. Okay, so <laughs> you do actually know lore, just not for the series I've been talking to you about. Tell me more, Fletcher. Five. I'm curious. Okay, so Archimonde went to destroy the tree. And no, no, we're <laughs> stopping this right here i'm putting a <laughs> lid on the world of warcraft no, i just imagine an ancient elf being like wake me up before, before you, you go go, go. go it's just me. getting sucked into the life <laughs> Oh yeah, and uh, Saphira is getting friend-zoned. At the same time, Aragon is getting friend-zoned, saying things like, Arya, it's just I'm going to live a long time too, and you're really, really hot. So I was thinking you could, like, be my girl. And she says, mm, I think we're better as friends. Aww. Why doesn't he go for Man, another princess? I, I sang Jet for you and everything. <laughs> Thank you, Madre. I was thinking the same wait, thing. Wait, you were singing Jet? God damn it, Madre. Look at this fucking tree. It's all <laughs> fucked up now. Someone call Post. We need to get this fixed. We'll fix it in post. 
<laughs> and uh, Aragon is having a not so great time. So he's continually getting styled on by all the elves. Just got shot down. Uh, he is barely making gains magically, and his dragon is now kind of mad at him because he's like, "You need to quit hitting on the dragon that's four times your age. That's completely unprofessional. You guys are better as friends anyway." Hmm. I mean, he has a point. Hmm. <laughs> Get that mirror away from me, man! Can you believe all these terrible things happening to Aragon? But he is—you know—it cuts away again. Him going to a massive feast and party and having a great oh, time. The one thing he can do: <laughs> celebrate nothing. <laughs> celebrate my victories. You know, I kill a shade. Just a Aragon Shade Slayer. In case you haven't heard, I'm kind of a big deal around the Varden. And it cuts to the Varden, who are trekking through the desert to the land of Serda, the only free country in the world, running desperately from the massive army of Urgles chasing them and Galvatorix's 100,000-man army he has materialized out of the ether. And Nasuata, the leader of the Varden, the 19-year-old girl, says, okay, we're gonna need to make some adjustments as they find their coffers are completely empty. Does That this... means money, in case you were wondering, Fletcher. Do you guys accept <laughs> sand's payment? <laughs> I hate sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. Spencer, that's a pretty low bar reference to go for. Yeah, I think you can do better. I Honestly, I think I can you too, You didn't Connor. even say sand dollars, Connor. You're not even trying for the sand money mm. metaphor. So is this like the you book know, really, of the thanks, Bible? Madre, that was on me. <laughs> thanks for shining a light on my ineptitude. Is this like Exodus where they have to trek across the desert? Okay, so it? now you're making a biblical <laughs> reference. <laughs> so we got World of Warcraft, we got the Bible, but you couldn't remember that Galbatorix so, had a dragon. So does that make Natsuwara Moses? I would, I would, yeah, that makes Let sense. Let my people get low interest loans, King <laughs> Oren of Serda. And King no. Oren, well, actually, King Oren scientifically discovers the existence of vacuums because he has a whole special lab that they have to go into, and he's playing with mercury in a beaker. And he's like, watch this, and puts his thumb over the top and then turns it upside down. He's like, look at that. The mercury doesn't move. Isn't it fascinating? How do you think that happens? What's holding it up? And she's Pressure. like, and Magic. Like, yeah, I don't know, like air maybe. Ah, but there's no air in this. Well, it can't be nothing. But that's exactly what it is. It's nothing. And they're like, okay, so how does this help us kill Gabaltorix? And then he says, it doesn't. We're going to summon a black hole on him. <laughs> Okay, um cue the music reference. Why doesn't why why don't the elves just go kill Gabatorix and all this magic? Why doesn't anyone uh, you know Brahm's a fucking idiot. I just thought they could have just killed Galvatorix, guys and gotten around this <laughs> I way. I mean back. the way you you pitch these elves, they yeah, should have exactly. done it already. They should have like fucking shit stomped. Yeah, okay. Them. That honestly was a question I also had <laughs> because it talks about in detail their last stand against Galvatorix, where it was him and his like forsworn versus the entirety of the elves, the free humans at the time, the dwarves, everybody was and against they lost? them. Yeah, that's what I'm fucking saying. I'm like, and they had other writers at the time. How the fuck do they get styled on by one old bald guy? That's some bullshit, bro. He's, as the kids say, built different. No, these elves are doing 25-foot backflips while <clears throat> using fucking magic strong enough to level cities and throwing swords through concrete. You're telling me they got beat by some fucking clown-ass moron that got his first dragon yeah, got, killed by Yeah, but he's arrow? a dragon named Shuriken, which gives him a plus five on style points. That is true. Also, his name is John Malkovich. Yeah, his name is John <laughs> John Galvatorix. <laughs> Here's up for a part in Goodfellas. Can you believe it? <laughs> well, Nasuatis basically gets told by King Orin that he's not going to give her any more money and that they should just find a way to make money to keep the army together. And she's like, this sucks. And she spills acid all over herself and it ruins her dress. And then a bunch of people come in and start like asking her questions about how they're going to be able to feed their families and stuff. And she gets an idea. Because magic has some rules, Fletcher. And one of those is that it doesn't take any more energy to do something with magic, but you can speed up things. 
And she decides that what they're going to do is make silk and sell silk across the world in a scheme of tariffs and trade this wars. This is just a to silk de- road. To destabilize Galvatorix's economy. We're going to engage in some <laughs> His silk commodity based economy. <laughs> some commodity-backed <laughs> arbitrage in his order to fu- corner the market. This fucking man-eating monsters come back. It's like, I can't sell this. Yeah, if they if they need fucking food, why don't they just take after the Razak and start eating people? <laughs> <laughs> Fletcher wants to go donor party real quick. I mean, if we have to. Yeah, we still actually have food. We're not at the point where we're out yet. Well, I'm saying when we get to that point. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying I called dibs. <laughs> so, you know that there's food in the mountains, right? We we don't. It's gonna be a while before we run out. I just really want to eat a dude. Okay, so it looks like the Razak have at least one disciple back <laughs> in the city of Hellgrind, and Aragon. He goes to one of the big parties, and it's there that he gets magically transformed into a perfect half elf. The dragons. Yeah, he undergoes transhuman modification, just like that. No prep. No yeah, during another fucking <laughs> party. Yeah, so a, one of these guys lost. How many chapters does this happen? Please tell me it's one. Yeah, it's one. A giant spear. <laughs> yeah. Seventy-five pages of of intrigue. Just one chapter of completely yeah. remolding this dude. Yeah, so a giant spirit dragon materializes out of thin air and then attacks Aragon and consumes him, and then he's transformed magically into a hyper-powerful half-human. What's its name? Half-human. It doesn't have one. It's, it's just an entity. It's a construct. It's, it's pure Ugin, magic. The spirit also, dragon. it's never explained why this happens, or it never happens to anyone else. They explain it with dragon magic, which is wild and unpredictable, and even they don't fully understand they it. Just, they just it's mark it up to out. wild magic. So... See, the truth is Aragon was just weak because his humanity was holding him back, guys. But now that he has that elven part to him. What fucking humanity? Yeah, and then he goes and that elf that was beating him up, Aragon just dunks on. And he's like, actually, you're a great rider. You've beaten me. Shake my hand. And Aragon makes a friend. (laughs) So Aragon picks his friends based on who grovels towards him last. Wait, the fuck? Is Aragon blood quantum? What the fuck is this? Why doesn't Aragon just kill him? (laughs) (laughs) Why doesn't he just kill his mentor? The mayor of Hellgrind. Fletcher's promoting the way of the Sith over here. I'm just saying. How do you feel about sand anyway, Fletcher? Uh, It's rough. Well, you know, maybe Aragon has been wanting meat. So if he kills this elf, (laughs) then technically he'll be allowed to have some meat. There's no rule against it. Keep what you kill. Okay, that's that's the Necromongers (laughs) from Reddit. Again, Reddit? Reddit. Yeah, the Chronicles of Reddit. (laughs) And Aragon is hanging out in his treehouse, having a great time. Also, he starts studying harder with Oramis, and he's like, yeah, now I can completely disassociate my consciousness and take control of all the living beings around me and then sap their life force for extra magical power. What? He yeah, that, that, al- that also happens chapter? in a chapter. He he learns is, how to. Is that an elf thing, or is that just a you? It's the thing? most powerful magical tool that the writers only ever taught the ones that were fully graduated. Does Galvatorch know it? Uh, they're not sure. Okay. Um. Anyway, Aragon can now pull magic from every living being around him, and Ormus teaches him how to psychically attack whole armies by himself and dominate them in a battle of will before completely consuming their consciousness and forcing them to do whatever he wants. You know, good guy tricks. Sure, yeah. Well, you know, it's you, know, you got to break a few minds to make an omelet. That's I like I how the, the spirit bomb is like the unappetizing side dish to his psychically control an entire army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the more I hear about it, the more I'm just confused as to how the writers ever lost in the first place. 
again, it just feels like with the ability to psychically control whole enemy armies, your side should have come out ahead somehow. Does it, does they get it, bogged down in celebration. Does it ever explain in any way how Galbatorix won? He just did? Yeah, uh, it happened off screen before book. Don't worry about it. Okay. And Aragon is now like, yes, I have all the power I could possibly want. I wonder how that my cousin is doing. And it cuts back to his cousin who's on a fucking raft in the middle of the sea floating down to, uh, it was one of the cities that Aragon visits in the first one. Um, It's kind of like tracking him. Uh, you know what, you can read the book and find out for yourself, Fletcher. But they get there, and they're like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to hire a ship to take us to the Varden. And what they unfortunately find is that all the ships are booked up because Galbatorix has mobilized three times the number of people that they thought he had under his control. So a... We were only off by a little bit. Well, somebody is using magic to mask all their movements, which uh, is impressive. Because it would take a dragon rider to have that kind of magic to mask the movement of whole armies. So they think Galbatorix has left his lair. And that's the only explanation we get for that. No, it's another one. So do you remember in the first one, the guy that Brom finds in the city, uh, where he's like, yes, you and me, Brom, we go back 20 years. I helped you steal the dragon egg. Wasn't that the gypsy woman? No, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't Angela. It was a different guy who says, Brom, you got you got old just like me. We're friends, though. Remember when we stole that dragon egg like 30 years ago? And Aragon was eavesdropping from the other room. I'm glad Connor remembers. He's deep in the tank. Okay. Give him a second. He's he's revving up his mind. He's cooking. So wait, Aragon was like Samwise Gamgee. He was dropping the eaves. Oh, Fletcher, I want you <laughs> to take, I want you to take that back. I want a, I want a formal apology res- to our listeners. You comment. have to say you're sorry. Uh, I Connor, <laughs> am sorry. This slander. Okay, we're gonna have to bleep out the last name there. <laughs> God, you fucking idiot! <laughs> but you know what? You said it in the he said it in the uh, language of magic, so it must be true. Well, the guy that helped Brom way back when, Roran stumbles across and holds up at hammer point, saying, "You're gonna help us, you rich noble." And he says, "Actually, I'm entirely broke at this point. You see, my assets have been seized by the army. But tell you what." I know of a ship that's coming in, and I'll help you hijack it. I want to go uh, to the Varden, too. Okay, so we're not stowing away. We're stealing it. Oh, yeah, and in the middle of the night, they climb aboard with a bunch of sailors. They's, they've also, like, shanghaied at this point. Oh, okay. Because, you know, when they escape from the last town with the army on their heels uh, and the Razak chasing on flying mounts, they're like, yeah, by the way, we're wanted men, and it's not now so are you. So the sailors have to come with them, and they steal the ship, the pride of Galvatorix's navy, and they sail off into the sunset with Roran laughing at the Razak which are too scared to go over water because they can't swim. They have to stop at the edge. What about their flying mounts? Uh, they can't fly that far. Yeah, so uh. they're scared to go after him. Okay. And Roran's laughing to himself about what a clever guy is and like 16 of Galbatorix's ships take off after him. So there's a naval chase going on. Roran is playing fucking master and commander far side of the world while Aragon is now busy doing backflip dunks at a basketball court <laughs> to make sure all the elves know how cool he is now. Also, his, he's perfectly healed. His back no longer hurts and every single scar or blemish he has ever had has been wiped away. Did that happen when he got the spirit dragon? J- Whoa. <laughs> Wow, you think? Maybe. Oh, no. well, it turns out the elves, they have really good moisturizer, so he's been applying that, and it fixed everything. Well, you never know. Lotion does wonders. So Aragon, he's, he sees through his magical visions that 
the army is coming for the Varden. He keeps having psychic dreams of the future. And Aragon says, Oramus, I must go. My people need me. And Oramus says, yeah, you're basically a rider at this point anyway. I've, te- I've taught you everything you need to know. You can kill whole armies and you're functionally immortal to no, old no, age. I, th- I think I'll spend another book powering up. Should we t- he actually says, but you will need to come back once you're done slaughtering Gabletorx's army to finish your post-training. Should we do something about what? that sword you have <laughs> called <What>? Misery? <laughs> No, the, I mean, he, he briefly meets a magical smith who says to Aragon, I will never make another blade for the riders, especially one that wants to kill Galbatorix, because I made blades, and Galbatorix used them to kill people, which means I should never make a sword again, even though I made what, that one you're wh- carrying. What do you think these are used for? I wasn't quite certain when I made it. It's only, <laughs> you can only use a sword to kill the right people. It sounds You've like all trade. been using them wrong. <laughs> Check this out. Those giant beasts in the mountains, the, the felsnoths, yes, the goats, you use this to cut meat at the feasts, the rider's most important right. <laughs> right, the celebrations. We probably do for another one by now. It's been 20 minutes. <laughs> and Aragon says, I will return, Oramus. But thanks for teaching me how to kill a bunch of people first. It's totally sick. And he's like, Aragon, no, don't leave first. Take this magical belt of rubies. It will let you store your magic. Since gyms also let you store your magic. In case there's no this living is, being around that you need to... This is that fucking Sanderson book again. <laughs> oh, uh... Stormlight Archives. Oh, dang. I was going to say the, the Mistborn. I, uh, actually, it's like it. So Pennywise, the dancing clown, has a he magical. Has the deadlights. We're not doing. We're not doing the orgy, right? We can skip that part. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Does that count as part of the celebration? Those seem to be a pretty important part of the book. Spencer's got a point. Well, Aragon doesn't get any, so it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, and then he asks Arya out twice more, and both times she shoots him down. And every time she says, "Now stop asking me out. It's gonna ruin our friendship." And Aragon says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. Sure, no, no worries. Um, what are you doing Friday night anyway?" I was thinking maybe like a movie, like you and me. You stop by, maybe not wearing any clothes. Even though he's a half elf now, she doesn't want it. Yes, because she views him as an abomination. Why? He's a, he's <laughs> because he's only he's half more he's good more than yeah, man can you now. Believe the elves are conservative. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is fucking Aragon blood quantum. So, hey, remember that time that Fletcher got soaked in a <laughs> vat of cosmic radiation, toxic waste, and came back with six arms and four eyes and says, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think this is pretty sick benefit. Per- I'm more I'd human. Beca- Dude, I'd be, I would. That's what I was about to say. I'd be so based and awesome. I could, have fu- I could fucking play seven video games. Hey, okay, let's, let's get deep into the mind of the character here. So, Fletcher, you're given the power to psychically dominate everything in your vicinity. Sure. And bend reality to your will using sure. their life force. Okay, what are you doing next? Okay, can I use my powers to make like a really good grilled cheese sandwich? <sighs> only a cheese toasty. No, but I want jalapenos. You can only Oh, that that was you change cheese toasty to meat. We're still Aragon here. <laughs> it's the first thing he's going to use his power for once he's out of the elven. Lands. I was going to ask if I could put turkey on it. No, <laughs> no, spend no. <laughs> No. So he gets his magic powers no. and he <laughs> learns to cyclically dominate a rabbit, kills it by breaking its neck with magic, and then eats it and says, I feel bad now because the rabbit was too easy to kill and I felt its life force. I'll never eat meat again. But he does actually use the magic to immediately the get a meal. The first thing he does with his godlike <laughs> can power. Be, can you believe Madre has the first call out this, this book? Yeah, go that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't way want to go, Madre. credit. 
the amazing part is that Fletcher is still deep in the mind of Aragorn. <laughs> Madre took a dip in the milk bath. <laughs> Meanwhile, so Nasawada, by the way, is having a meeting with the other heads. Oh, and they meet, you know that child that Aragorn, quote unquote, blessed in the first book? Yeah, she said yeah. she would be a shield against darkness. Well, there's a whole little segment in there where Oromis says, what exactly did you say? And Aragorn says, oh yeah, I just said this. I said, maybe you would be a shield again, uh, shielded from misfortune. And he says, no, you said, may luck follow you and may you be a shield from misfortune. So this has forced the child uh, who was a baby uh, three weeks ago to accelerate and grow into a seven-year-old child so that she can magically defend people because she feels psychically compelled to prevent any harm from befalling any living being around her. And if she doesn't do this, it psychically pains her. Including bad guys? Yes. Aww. Cool. Monkey's paw powers. Can, can she be beat though? Can I like bursting her? Can't can't she be beat? You want to you want to kill the, the girl? The seven year old. The seven year old. The not seven year old who right. can um. She's a liability. Protect people, protect people from evil. How is she a liability? She'll protect the bad guys. Maybe she'll protect Galvatore. She can't protect the bad guys. She's f- physically compelled to not protect the bad. Guys. Oh, I thought Spencer said she's she shielded she would, from. Though. No, the, the trick is that they thought she was shielded from. Yeah, yeah, evil. yeah but she, but she, a she can still sense danger and see it coming hours. Ahead of time, magically. That's Will her she benefit. kill people that are bad? She yes, yes, because she wants the war to end, so she is stopped, surrounded by suffering. So she helps Nasawada and becomes her bodyguard. So now Nasawada has a seven-year-old magic bodyguard, and this has gone full anime at this point. Um, and additionally, Nasawada is talking with King Orn, who's like, "You are undercutting all of my silk sales in the region and destabilizing my economy." And Nasawada that says, worked. "Well." We'd be happy to give you a loan at a proper interest rate, of course. Now, she is also hiding out in his country. I want to make that part perfectly clear to everyone, that she is a guest in this man's country. And then they're like, so what are we going to do about the advancing army? Uh, and they all decide that they're just going to arm up. And King Orin says, well, I guess we're going loud against Galbatorix, so everyone mounts up for war. Aragon Sweet. comes flying in. I'm part of this book. I'm, I'm part, part of this plot line. You have to, you have to include me. <laughs> Quick. Uh, well, they have, they have a riddle contest on the way back because the dwarf he's with, Oric, is having a riddle contest with Sephira. And then Aragon says, oh, I couldn't possibly. I'm no good at riddles. And he's lazing around, chilling as they fly back to go save the world. And they stop by, get some fuel. At first, they're going to get shot at because they think he's Galbatorix. And what happens is Aragon lands grabs some food, and says, yes, by the way, two of your stablemen are about to commit murder. Uh, I psychically read their minds. Bye now. Hops back on his dragon and flies away. Which so- ones? Oh, <laughs> hell. Oh, uh, the ones that... Wait, I mean, Fletcher, I wasn't going to do it. Fletcher, you referenced Minority Report I did? Not but five minutes ago. Oh, yes, I and now we're doing back. future crime. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> now you're the one in the milk bath. <laughs> Does that mean I took a dip in the milk bath? Yes. Yeah, you're the one who actually sees the future. I'm the one who's just there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Connor and Madre are the t- other twins that just see the present. But you, you're the, you're the chick who's like strapped into the center question if i get the milk injected into my veins can no. i keep walking around and still see the future <laughs> keep walking around <laughs> I, you've seen the movie haven't you it uh, didn't no. do a whole lot of you walking. haven't seen the movie i haven't seen the movie uh meanwhile aragon has finally arrived back at the varden and he says don't worry i look different now 
but I'm more powerful than you could possibly imagine. And the rider comes up and says, Surrender to Galvatorix, or you will all be destroyed. And Aragon just is like, Should I kill him, do you think? Oh yeah, also, hello, weird, creepy child. If you'd like, I could try to remove the curse. And she says, no, no I'm no, good. No, no, <laughs> because if you try and fix this, you'll make it worse. <laughs> no, I have the words all figured out. I speak better now. So, no, yeah, she's, may she, you... she's right. She, you, she says, don't do it, because you're just a fuck up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and Aragon says, I'm here to save the day. Uh, so who are we killing anyway? And then Galvatorix's whole army shows up, and Them. he says, oh, well, first there's a bit where the Urgles show up, a whole other Urgle army, different from the one they eliminated in the How last. How many Urgles are left? A lot. Why doesn't he just kill them all? Why doesn't he just that's what kill actually, all That's what actually what Aragorn keeps saying the whole book. He's like, I hate Urgles. They all deserve to die. Ooh, genocide. <laughs> Ooh, now we're thinking idea. with elves. After Even after he gets his psychic connection to the world, and we're Ormus says, Call the herd. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, Aragorn... That all Urgles are evil? What of the children and the women? And Aragorn yes. says, yes. Evil and waiting. <laughs> yes, they all deserve to die. There's not a single good one Ooh, amongst the them. the Anakin arc. If I kill them before they become evil, I'll be good. Well, they the approach, women they appro- and the children. <laughs> they approach under the white flag of peace, and Aragorn says, I could kill them all for you if you wish, Lady Naswada. And she's like, bro, that's fucked up. And he's like, What? <laughs> They're just monsters. I'm different now. I mean, <laughs> more elvish. He makes a point. <laughs> and then she makes a deal with the Urgles, saying, okay, we'll partner up and fight Galbatorix since he also wants to completely genocide you guys. Oh, what? And then Aragorn reads their mind and reluctantly agrees and says, fine, I guess we'll work with them. For now. I don't want to kill them if Galatorx does. Then I just look like a, a I like, copycat. I, I can read their mind, figure out they don't plan me any harm. I still want to kill them, though. <laughs> so the army shows up. They have the big battle. And the night before, Aragon sees Angela, the herbalist, sneaking back in. She's like, don't worry. I just poisoned a whole bunch of people. Where's uh, the cat boy? Uh, Solemn Bomb. He's walking around. There's a cat boy? Yeah, there's also... There's a... a <laughs> repeat that question. <laughs> there's a cat boy? There's also a cat girl in Ellis Mirror I forgot to mention. So... And the, oh, how did I forget the raven? At one point, there's a raven that shows up that also talks, Fletcher, and it says, Squawk, squawk, Aragon, Aragon, his parents are blank and blank, I'll never tell, bye now, and flies Just away. Just like Demon Slayer. Yeah, well, the, what happens is that Aragon says, Hey there, crow, you come back here. Who are my parents? You tell me. And the, and the bird manages to outsmart him and fly away. You can, you're a god at this point. He. This is after he gets the god powers. This is the half-elf version of him. Yeah, correct? well, the crow flies away and he's like, damn, I'll never know who my parents were now. And you can't read its mind. No. Why doesn't he just Well, the, the bird him? actually specifically shields itself against Aragon. <laughs> you're getting done up by a bird. <laughs> that bird is not a regular bird. There's no, I refuse to believe that. Oh, could... gee, what, what fucking gave it away? The fact that it talked? Or the fact that it could magically No, I was shield thinking itself. about World of Warcraft again, and there's a character called Medivh who appears as a raven a lot. Oh, y- you know what? That's probably very similar to this. Yeah, 100%. And then uh, we have Aragon Hellscream, leader of the Horde, and he's <laughs> yeah. decided that he's going to kill all of Galvatorix. The or the Horde? Yes. <laughs> yes, they definitely are. Oh, that well, would yeah, make Galvatorix the, the Alliance. Yeah, Galvatorix is that a. Uh, Anduin? Uh, Varian, originally. Okay, so you can remember all of these names. <laughs> yes. 
you can't remember yeah. Roran and Murtaugh, which are real names. Varian was killed by Gul'dan, although that was a different no, version your of him. your speaking from... rights have been revoked for the next 30 seconds. You're in, you're in free speech jail. Here's your fucking one phone call to Madre. Madre, get not, me out of here. I'm not picking up the phone. So Aragon, the battle starts, and before it does, he talks to all the magical members of uh, the Vard, and he says, whatever you guys do, psychically defend only me, because I'm the, out of my way. I'm the most important member. He does actually say that, yes, I'm the most important member here, I'll take care of the rest. So he forces all of them to psychically guard him as he scans the battle. He psychically kills all of the other mages and wizards, and then he takes control of the Did people... You- did you skip part of Roran's story? Oh, I'm coming back to that, Connor. You are <laughs> correct. Uh, but I don't want to ruin the surprise. All right. So he psychically controls a bunch of people who are manning the catapults and forces the soldiers to turn on each other and start stabbing each other. Uh, and Roran, as Connor pointed out, did actually have a bit more story to tell. As he's getting chased by Galatorx's fleet, he's talking to the sailors. He's like, we'll, ne- we'll never outrun them because these guys are flinging magical green fire arrows at his ship. Um, and Roran does not have a wizard with him. What he does have are navigational charts. And he has an eye for detail when he picks out the giant whirlpool Eye of Terror that circles around the Mountain of Pain, which is a undersea shredding series of sharp rocks and sea monsters like charybdis yeah you remember charybdis and so uh roran says why don't we go through there Hmm. and so the captain says it's the trade winds boil if they carry us through there's a 15 minute window but if the winds change on us we'll be dead pulled into the depths of davy jones locker and roran says i'm not hearing a no crew of murderers that you just kind of slung together is like you know whatever all right (laughs) well Either yeah. that or die. Well, Roran's got a very big hammer, and people respect him, and they'll basically oh. do whatever is he says. Is it a magical hammer, or is it just a It's just a regular hammer. I specifically said he doesn't have a wizard. How the fuck would he have a magical hammer? Picks one up. Yeah, he just finds it in the, <laughs> in the fucking town. He's like, hey, uh, yeah, so level one uh, town adventure. I think I'm going to take my <laughs> magical artifact now. The smith was using Ooh. it to Isn't prop the door Isn't that what Aragorn did? No, <laughs> yeah, he took the magical artifact. He didn't leave one for Roran. <laughs> he got all the loot. <laughs> I hate you so much. So he sails into the magical, that's not even magical, it's just the natural pit of death. And all of Galbatorix's ships follow him. And then the winds shift. But Roran has a plan because he has one thing that the little ships chasing him don't. A replaceable crew. And so he has everyone start rowing with the oars to keep themselves in one place. We're going to power through this, boys. <laughs> He's They're rowing for hours, tapping out as he sees the other ships slowly get pulled into the center and disappear beneath the waves. Oh, yeah, and, uh, there's a few like last magical attacks as the mages like fling out their last vestiges of life trying to kill Roran. And he just kind of like laughs as it all falls flat. And then they, the winds shift. They sail to freedom. Sweet. And they arrive to the Varden right as the battle is happening. So Roran, oh yeah, they sail up the river. Roran beaches the pride of Galbatorix's navy and then turns the ballista onto the Galbatorix's attacking forces. And so they're firing giant crossbow bolts at these dudes. And Roran is like, don't worry, I have a plan. As uh, 
You know the t- hey, so you know the twins, Fletcher. Uh, the ones at the beginning that died. Yeah. What if I said they weren't dead and that they now step out from behind a massive army of people and are flinging bolts of death while laughing and killing all their former friends? I choose not to believe you. You wouldn't smear their character. <laughs> <laughs> their character? They were explicitly evil. <laughs> you don't know that. Yes, I do. They tried to kill Aragon. Did I, you, I think you're reading a little too much into it. Did you it. read the book? Yeah. Did you read the book? <laughs> did you see them in the movie? <laughs> no, I didn't. Did you look at the book cover? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, are they the dragon? Oh, wait, the dragon's on the cover. That's right. I remember looking up a little cover photo. Oh, my God. We just had, we had the thing about it. It was just a red one. Oh, and it, for the second one, it's golden, which must have been the no, guy the in the... third one's golden. Oh, I don't remember we that. Talk. Yeah, Glider is... It, it's a, the, yes, okay, the dragons are on the cover. Great, we've established where the fucking dragons are. <laughs> to be exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, the twins are busy icing everyone that ever knew them, and, and Roran's like... I could probably take those guys. And so those twins are standing on a literal mound of corpses as Aragon finds the evil dragon rider who's flying a big red dragon and striking down all of the Vardens wizards. Who could it be? The mysterious masked rider. And so Aragon, he, he, red la- X. he lands and he starts sword fighting the guy. And he feels awfully familiar the way this man moves. He's almost as good as Aragon. And Aragon, drawing the last vestiges of strength from his magical gem of magic-giving power. Ruby? He's like, you're good. And then, who would have guessed it? The guy lifts his visor and says, and I'm Murtog. No! So, Flusher, what do you think he should do with Murtaugh? Go for the kill immediately. I mean, that's what Murtaugh would have wanted. He should brainwash him into being good. Oh, wow. He is really on with being Aragon. Oh, fuck. Okay, so Aragon actually gets clowned on by Murtaugh. Murtaugh Murtaugh is dunking on Aragon even with his power-ups. He is throwing bolts of lightning, and he's superhumanly fast and strong. Doesn't even appear to be tired. Like, smashes Aragon down to the ground, pins him there with magic, and it's just like, you don't understand, Aragon. I was forced to sign to Gabatorx. He made me swear in the true tongue. Now me and my dragon, Thorn, we work for him. But he's got some good ideas, There's actually. There's another dragon? Y- yes. The one that he was riding. Yeah, but why is there another The dragon? red one. I thought there was only, like, one other dragon. No, but you know what? Believe it or not, there's actually four dragons total. So if you can keep yeah, the one for each book, they're even color coded. Is the nice part? That's not very fair. What do you mean? What not? Fa- what do you mean not fair? <laughs> yeah, if anything, Galvatorx should have two dragons. I mean, <laughs> since Aragon got a power, the good guys have two. So yeah. frankly, Galvatorx needs another yeah, but one. That gold I got one's not going to do anything. Bigger evil spirit dragon. So Aragon is like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Good ideas." Galvatorx is a madman. He's like, "Izzy, is it insane to want to genocide the entire planet? They yes. do the same to us." It's only right that we get to them first. A human empire for humans. And think about it, Aragon. Me is the guy who gets to help run it all. It's a great future for someone like me. Now that I'm sworn to Galvatorx and all. You didn't really iron out the details of your position in the New World Order, did Uh, you? He promises me (laughs) that there's definitely some room for upper management. Does he have dental insurance? I have magic, so that's really not an issue. Yeah, I imagine anymore, it would it? probably cost a lot. Because think about the dragons and all, yeah, the, no, all he's the got teeth a point. they have. Yeah. Well, <laughs> with them dragon teeth, it probably costs a lot to keep it all fancy, don't it? You're spending quite a bit on floss and cold gate, I imagine. <laughs> what kind of workers' comp do you get as a writer? If a tooth falls out, do we get it replaced? <laughs> are we are we protected from liability? 
He's got a point. Well, so Aragon is on the ground, Murtog giving his big speech, and he turns and sees Roran climbing over a, again, a literal mountain of corpses towards the twins. Who's done more with much less. <laughs> and Aragon says, oh, hey, my cousin's over there. Don't kill him, though. He's like the only one I care about. You fucking idiot. <laughs> he remembers him? <laughs> He's like, oh, hey, that's my cousin over there. Do you I see Roran? He's by the twins. Don't hurt him. I know you probably like the twins. And Murtog says, actually, I hate the twins. I want to see where this goes. And he crosses <laughs> his arms and watches as Roran sneaks up on the two psychically powered magical death machines who, again, are hurling typhoons from their hands. And he jumps up and smashes their heads in with a hammer. Fuck yeah, he, yeah. Did the, he, did the, he did the killer croc. I'm going to hit him with a big rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These... I was so excited. I thought they were going to get to do something. Yeah. They're stepping stones for Roran. Yeah. The luckiest man alive claims another victim. Another two. And Aragon says, oh, shit, my cousin just killed him. Do you want to go stop him and leave me alone? <laughs> no. But Murtog is like, I'll let you live, though, Aragon. Because, as it turns out, we're brothers. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Is what Aragon says <laughs> is perfectly in character. <laughs> Are you done? I can keep going. I'm getting there. And Aragon says, no, that can't be true. And Murtaugh says, that's impossible. Yes, actually, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it is true. Here's proof. And Aragon's like, whoa. We're brothers. That's crazy. Does that mean the Murtaugh was the raven? And then Murtaugh says, No. And as the first son, Morzan's sword should go to me. Misery, how apt. For I and my dragon thorn shall bring misery to our enemies. After all, I am in misery. <laughs> I am in misery. misery. I'm making <laughs> these trees grow comfortably. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm gonna make it grow. <laughs> Make it grow. <laughs> I've downloaded so much information into my noggin for this, and you motherfuckers are over here singing in a goddamn barbershop triplet. It's a good song, my dude. Could be a quartet if you'd join in. Yeah, give in. I'm busy being evil. You know what? I've decided that I'm going to go work for Galbatoris. He might not be all bad. This makes Madre Aragon. No, you're, no, you're Aragon. Aragon. You're makes, very clearly Aragon. That makes Spencer Murtaugh. <laughs> yeah. I want to be a dwarf. Okay, also, I forgot to mention, Murtaugh kills the dwarf king when the dwarf king shows up. And he's like, hey, look, I'm here to save the day. And Murtaugh just casually lifts his hands and flings a firebolt that explodes and murders all the dwarves in the royal procession. Wow. Isn't it that... pointed out that he shielded and Murtaugh just broke his shield? Yeah, it, he, like, psychically dominates all of the dwarves' magic users with, like, one hand and casually destroys them. No. Okay. Boy, all the dwarven politics sure seem like a waste. Don't worry, because it's going to come into play. Because after Murtaugh gets back and says, I'll spare you this time, Aragorn, oh. and flies away. <laughs> and Galvatorx is like, what are you doing? <laughs> Bro. It's like the eighth person, very important person, that you said, I'll spare you. And then the Aragorn goes over and is like, King Hrothgar, oh no. And then Oryx's like, what foul manner of creature would strike down a king? In battle with magic. Him. I mean, anybody with magic, probably. I mean, Aragorn was killing whole swaths of people. <laughs> and Aragorn says, uh, 
don't I don't know. It was a guy on a red dragon, and he specifically doesn't mention it was Murtog. Why? He doesn't want the memory to be sullied. And he's real. They he, already hated him. He feels conflicted. I the at the very time. least remember that. If I was Murtog, I'd want my memory to be sullied. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not. Because you're Aragon. I shall be misery on <laughs> Thor. <laughs> you know, you're awfully fucking poetic for a dude that spends all of his time killing people. Actually, I spend most of my time sparing people <laughs> condescendingly, oh, maybe much yeah. like I'm doing to you right now. So Aragon says, yes, we managed to defeat the evil rider, but there's still much to do. And Roran says, hey, bro. Can we fucking talk? No. And Aragon says, I'm busy at the moment. <laughs> but you meet me different. later. <laughs> and then Aragon and Roran meet up and he's like, Wow, bro, that's crazy they stole your girl. Uh, I gotta go train, man. Good luck. Damn it, I knew it. It's another <laughs> book of training. Yeah, so didn't this book series originally start as a trilogy? Yes, it did. And the end of this book is Roran and Aragon being like, Yes, we are brothers, though. True brothers. <laughs> Not like that evil dread dragon rider who for some reason was screaming, I'm Aragorn's brother, as he flew away. <laughs> yeah, but how does he know it that he's a Galbatorix told him, you fucking moron. Yeah, but Galbatorix is a liar. Just yeah, how would Galbatorix know? <laughs> yeah, how would Galbatorix... Oh, he used a language that you literally cannot lie in to say it. Unless he was faking it. Yeah, he had his fingers <laughs> crossed. That means it doesn't count. The magic doesn't work if you cross your fingers. That's how the elves were defeated. <laughs> yeah. He, he said, I'm not going to poison your water supply. <laughs> oh my god. It's finally done. You're caught up, Fletcher. Congratulations. Okay. Now we're done with the first half of the series, no, Spencer. don't <laughs> say Only it. 50 hours to go. No, I, honestly, this one wasn't bad. It was just so fucking long. It was so many, like like you said, Madre, so much of the politics just didn't matter because I briefed over a lot of elven politics. <laughs> there are There is so much going on that doesn't matter. It's And it, it's all Aragon talking like, yes, I believe that perhaps if we lowered the tariffs on the southern fields, then the history books would be cheaper, allowing the florification of the trees to reach maximum propensity. But you're just going to abandon the the Varden anyway. Mm, I'll get around to it. And then it cuts back to Roran who's slogging through the mud bashing people's brains in and just thinking, I'm freezing. I am now crippled with my arm permanently deformed. I'm limping everywhere and my girlfriend just got stolen. Are they going to ditch the politics in the next one? No. My no. No. Really? no. Fletcher, you love politics. Does this guy ever learn? What What guy? <laughs> the, Aragon? The writer. Christopher Polini? No, he didn't learn. It just was a steady... We said at the start it was a steady downhill slope. You were there for, you were there for that. Fletcher, you agreed with us. I thought you, I thought you meant in like a terms of like the actual... But aren't no. you interested who's going to win the Game of Thrones, Fletcher? Not really. Fletcher. The guy already won. It was Galbatorix. He pretty succinctly <laughs> won off screen. <laughs> Fletcher? This was the last good book. Three and four. Oh, what? Suck. Oh, yeah, it's all downhill you from thought, here, buddy. You thought this book was boring? No, I thought this book was awesome when it was Roaring. When it was fucking... Yeah. When it was <laughs> I can't what, remember so anything about take, it, but I remember those like, fun parts with a general feeling of happiness. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And we're going to make them boring. Like, when we when we went over to Aragon, right, and he was, like, practicing yeah. with the Orbis yeah, or whatever we, What if we did more was. of that, 
And then we made Roran boring too. What? Yeah, when Aragon was there with like Baborgamus, and they were they were chilling <laughs> hey, out. Hey, that's having Magic Kool- the Gathering. They were having Kool Aid. Yeah, well, it's, it, I I understand Magic because it's kind of like World of Warcraft. And actually, <laughs> you know, elves are in World of Warcraft too. And there's an it elf in there. Me, like, actually, there's, mul- there's multiple different types of elves in World of Warcraft. I'm gonna fucking stop you right there. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Great. So for everyone listening who somehow made it through this fucking shit heap of a book. <laughs> Congratulations. You've experienced via proxy the two good inheritance books. So we can all sit back and enjoy ourselves now as we slowly descend into madness. And you know what? We can only hope that on the crazy train, you know, first class is free. I'd I, I, I like to think that Spencer can be our guiding torch as he falls off the cliff of insanity. Yeah, as the light disappears from my eyes. You can Into imagine the void. To- yeah, exactly. Great. A lot like those sailors did. You know, the sailors, Fletcher, that Roaring killed I was on actually, his boat ride. I was thinking about the Yu-Gi-Oh card uh, tour bus to the underworld. <laughs> I'm not, there's a lot Another of stuff. Another celebration. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, it is time. I think it's time for a little feast after this. So sit back and join us next week. Until then, class dismissed.